All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan. Welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Our guest today is David Goodman. David is the CEO of Edenar Group, the world's top environmental sustainability certification program for SME businesses, small and medium businesses, which are classified under a billion dollars. So David, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me. So as we get started, share with us a little bit about your background and why you chose to focus on sustainability for your company. My career started in advertising and marketing, and then I spent many years in real estate. I was a partner in the largest real estate company in the world, and I ran 40 million square feet. So during that time, I spent a lot of time with building energy reduction certifications like LEED or BREAM, uh, like a LEED certified building. Those are not sustainability programs, but they're building energy reduction programs. So I had that background. And for the last 25 years, I've been a um, basically a corporate enhancement CEO where private equity groups will parachute me in to fix troubled companies. And so having seen a bunch of companies that needed help and, and having this background in energy efficiency, it caused me to think about, you know, what's a way to help businesses use green or sustainability or energy efficiency in a positive way on the marketing side, not just on a positive way on the expense reduction side, which basically brought me to what we have today. And when you're thinking about the manufacturing, which is the bulk of this audience, what is it about green initiatives that can help them as far as in their processes, products, and attracting people? First, we'll look at it from the standpoint of, in effect, market demand. Okay. What we what we know, and when I say we, I'm I'm quoting organizations like Forbes, Nielsen, Harvard Business Review, MIT, Boston Consulting Group. The, these are not these are not my studies. These are studies from large international organizations that are in the business of doing research and studies. And and what we know is that seven out of ten consumers, that's both B two B and B two C, are looking for and will move their business to a certified sustainable business because they're looking for a way to do good, to, to find good corporate citizens. So, so if we know that 70% of the market out there is, if you will, up for grabs, that they are open for the potential of moving their business from where they are to where, you know, to, to where you are as a company, it might be something that you want to think about. We also know that the number one thing that all businesses have since the beginning of time, the number one problem, the number one issue, the number one struggle that all businesses have is 
finding a way to stand out, finding a way to differentiate, you know, convincing the consumer to buy from you versus the organization down the street. And if, if that's the number one issue that all businesses face, and we know that sustainability is the number one thing that consumers are looking for, and that seven out of 10 will switch business because of, those that makes a pretty compelling point that organizations should consider this. What percentage would you say of businesses are sustainable right now? I mean, again, you're looking at something that you want to stand out from the crowd, but is this being one of a hundred? Is it being one of a thousand? Where do the numbers come in? That's a very good question. And what we know is that the big organizations, the big publicly traded organizations, the over a billion dollar organizations, they have already figured this out. They already have sustainability programs. They have sustainability departments. They're very deeply ingrained into both sustainability and ESG, environmental social governance. But SMEs, which are, as we, as you touched on before, organizations from basically one employee to 500 employees, $1 to a billion dollars, that group is to date not pursuing sustainability with any significant percentage. So an SME can be truly significantly different than its peer group by becoming so. And that leads us to, okay, but what are the real numbers? Well, the numbers are showing us that an SME that becomes certified sustainable and waves that flag and says, look at me, I'm a good corporate citizen. They are growing, depending on the study, anywhere between 75% and 20 times faster than their peer group. If you, if you look at like New York University, um, uh, the Stern School of Business does an annual study and pre-COVID certified sustainable businesses were growing about 5.6 times faster than their non-certified peers. During COVID, it got, it got up to 7.1. We're waiting for the newest data, which will probably continue that upward trend, that upward separation between the non-certified sustainable companies and the certified sustainable companies. I mean, they're just, they're lapping the field. Larry Fink, who is the CEO of BlackRock, it's the largest asset manager in the world, $9 trillion in, in, in holdings, Larry doesn't want to work with CEOs of companies that are not certified sustainable, not because Larry is a tree hugger, but because he knows that they're leaving money on the table. So, so you've got these companies that if they would become certified sustainable and wave a flag and say, look at us, we're a good corporate citizen, good things happen on the revenue side. Now, really good things also happen on the cost side. Their costs are going to go down. The cost of money is going to go down. Being able to hire quality and hire and, and, and retain quality employees goes up, but just the ability to stand out what are some of the things that are included in sustainability? I mean, think about, all right, we put up recycle bins and we're recycling paper and cans, but you know, starting from there to be 
truly taking on the certification of saying we are sustainable, what are some of the things that are mostly impacted by going that route? Let's stop for a second and talk about the word that I've used a few times, certified sustainable. And let's define certified sustainable versus just sustainable. And this gets to your to your question. Tomorrow, an organization could bring senior management or all the employees together and it could say, we're going to become a sustainable organization. And somebody could go Google a bunch of books and they could read up on it and they could they could do everything right. And they would be doing good for the environment and their costs would go down. But on the revenue side of their P&L, they're not going to see the needle move much because over 80% of consumers, both B2B and B2C, will not believe their claims. There's, there's been too much puffery in advertising. You know, my toothpaste will give you the whitest white. And we as consumers, especially in the green slash sustainability environment where there's so much green washing, which is basically lying or exaggerating, when a company goes out and says, I'm a sustainable business, and if it doesn't have a third party that's, that's a globally accepted entity that, that certifies or, or verifies their claim, it's just not going to be recognized by the marketplace. So, so back to your question, and, and, and your question was, what are a whole bunch of things that a company can do? But, but the first part of the question is, is a company going to commit the time and just do it for the environmental benefit slash cost-saving benefit, or is the company going to do it for also the market benefit, brand benefit? And frankly, the, from a standpoint of government compliance and, and selling to other organizations, back to the manufacturers we're, we're talking about, they are selling their stuff often to other organizations that put their product in a bigger, a, a bigger finished good. And that end client, if it is a larger company, if it's a publicly traded company and already has a sustainability program, its procurement department is going to require its vendors to become sustainable. So so holding on to that business is going to be harder and harder if you're not certified sustainable, i.e. proving that you're sustainable. Now back, back to your question of, well, what can you do? So there's all kinds of both easy, i.e. non-costly things that a company can do, things like a, a, a meatless Monday. A meatless Monday is where all the staff decides they're not going to go to McDonald's and have a Big Mac at lunch. They're not going to eat meat. The trickle-down effect on that company's carbon footprint is 10%. By, by having a meatless Monday. So here's something that a company could do that costs the company absolutely nothing, which is a team building event, which lowers the company's carbon by 10%, and it didn't cost them 
you know, a, a, a shiny nickel. Then there's at the other end of the spectrum, you've got things like, like solar or LEDs or, you know, capital improvements. But we don't recommend that a company does any of that until we cover a whole bunch of very inexpensive, very easy, very fun things that gets the team, you know, basically gets the team smiling, gets the team saying, hey, this is fun. This is this is good to do. Because I think about it, and oh, in 2019, I became a certified speaking professional, which differentiates me because it's part of 17% of professional speakers have it. I also know that it was a five-year process to get it with money and shows and everything, but it does definitely differentiate my business from everybody else. But I also know the amount of paperwork and time it took. So, and I know that people are listening to it goes, oh, that sounds like it's going to take a lot of time, cost a lot of money and do it be a lot of paperwork. So where does that, where does it start and what does it look like when a company has made the commitment that we are going to go that route and become certified? And I do like the fact that you started with it being fun. It has to be fun. Anytime you ask people to make any kind of a change small change, big change. I mean, we're in January. So we're, we're at that time when everybody's going to their, their gym and health club because it was just the holidays and they put on a little weight. Are they going to stay at the health club in February? Maybe, maybe not. And using that analogy, if we want an organization to stay the course, we've got to make it fun. We've got to make it affordable. We've got to make it to where everybody smiles and says, hey, let's keep doing this. So back to your question. What we did was we took the world's top sustainability standard. The ISO 14001 is bigger than all the other global programs added up and multiplied by five. It is the world's preeminent global sustainability standard but it's a monster. It is big. It's cumbersome. It's expensive. We turned it into a SME program. It is priced and it is designed so that a small business, i.e. I have an automotive garage in Malaysia that is a client. And if that automotive garage in, in Malaysia can afford it, Odds are that just about any organization can afford it. It is, it is the entire program is set up to where it is very affordable, both in money and time. The biggest concern we get from prospects is not the cost up front before they even know the cost. Their concern is more about, oh my gosh, we're pretty busy around here. Is this going to take us away from the day job? And it won't. So the, the, the design of the program is fast. The cost is, I know this is going to sound like, like, like it's, it's too good to be true, but roughly 5% of the historical cost. It is a very affordable program. We're very fast. The companies like it. What are the what are some of the things that when they're going through the certification process that you look at? I, I know that the uh, the the listeners aren't going to see this, but I'm going to show it to you. 
what I do is I send to every new client a sheet that has roughly 50 no cost, low cost ideas on it. And I ask them to take two markers, like a yellow color and a green color. And with one of the markers, I ask them to mark the things that they've already done. Oh my gosh, yeah, we've already got recyclable bins. Oh yeah, we already started putting LEDs in when our regular lights burned out. And then with the other marker, mark down some things that they'd like to do. And that becomes, in effect, the starting point for our discussions. So mm. I, I give them these ideas of, like, again, the meatless Monday, things that aren't going to cost them anything, and often things that when they look at the list, it'll prompt them to remember, oh, my gosh, yes, we've already started a bunch of this stuff. And so with that as our, call it our foundation, we can start laying out what we're going to do this year, what we're going to do next year. We, and then we, we work on two or three projects this year that are easy, again, fun, getting everybody smiling and, and saying, oh, you know, that wasn't so bad after all. And so they come back next year and we do more. And one of the things when it comes to workplace culture is that we want to find, in order to keep the good people that we have, in many cases, they want to be part of something that's bigger than them. And this sounds a sustainability issue project sounds like a great way to do that. So what are some of the ways, and I saw the list and I saw all kinds of green and yellow and everything on it, which I think is a really cool way to start because it gives you those celebrations of what you're already doing. But give us some ideas as far as what some of your customers have done to, to get their employees involved in this process and get their ideas. First, let's touch on what you were saying at the beginning of this at this point in terms of you know hiring and retaining employees again a study that we didn't do this study was done by hewlett-packard and there was other organizations that have done similar studies roughly 50 percent of employees do not want to work for a company that is not certified sustainable that does not have sustainability as part of its, if you will, core DNA. Now, does that mean that they won't take the job? No, they may take the job, but they'll be looking to move on. And also, they will accept less money to work for a sustainable company. So if I'm an organization, and I am looking to find employees and I am not certified sustainable, I'm literally fishing in a pond with about 50% of the fish. If I am certified sustainable, I'm fishing in a pond with all the fish. And I'm going to be able to obviously catch more, keep more, and work less hard to get them and keep them. Now, back to your, your, your other point about, so what, what have organizations done? There is the point about getting them involved, and we form a green team. 
And a green team usually has a representative uh, from different departments, somebody that raises their hand and says, yeah, I'd like to be part of this. And, and that green team sort of leads the effort and goes through that report that I was talking about and comes up with recommendations to take to management and get buy-in. But then in terms of action items, we have many companies that are doing the meatless money that I talked about. We have many companies that are obviously expanding their LED retrofit that they had already started. We have many companies that are doing community programs because sustainability is not just about building-related things like energy reduction things. Sustainability is about people. So it's, it's also about all of the stakeholders, which would include the community. So there's community-related things. There's, there's outreach things. There's, there's procurement things reaching out to vendors. You can have, program, you can have a company that would take all of its plastic cups and, and plates and transition that into regular plates or, or things like bamboo, which, are, uh, which, which grow fast. I mean, there are so many different ideas and programs that are not costly. We have, we have obviously companies that, that put in, I've, I've got a company that just put in some electric chargers for electric cars. Yeah, that's great. That's absolutely great. But you don't have to go that far. You can do little things and have everybody pitch in. And what are, as far as getting the word out, because this also sounds like a really great opportunity for PR and just letting you, letting the community know what you're doing and how important and how proud you are to have of this certification. So is that something that you also help people with or are they, are they hiring a firm on their own or, or what are they doing as they're going through the process and then once they get the certification? So we have published a, a guide and the guide lists eight things that we recommend companies think about, consider, and in effect ask for when they are pursuing a sustainability program. And one of those eight things is that your sustainability vendor provider consultant have as part of its program, the marketing of your pursuit and attainment of your certification. It is so critical to your, to your question is so critical to get the word out. So let's, let's, let's talk about scheduling. Let's say that you and I signed an agreement today. We signed a contract today to, for you to be to my client to, to start the sustainability program. Tomorrow, before we even started on that list that I, that I showed you about all those ideas or before we started talking about green team or anything to do with the actual work, tomorrow, the first thing we're going to work on is a press release. And that press release is going to talk about your company, ABC Corporation, has decided to pursue becoming 
a certified sustainable business that will go out on all of your media that will go out on all of out of all of my media my media touches about 2.5 million hmm. that then is repeated every month so we start getting the market excitement the buzz People get in the company get phone calls from their from their vendors, from their clients, from their friends. Hey, what's going on over there? It looks like you guys are doing something. Sounds pretty neat. So we start that promotion of the pursuit of the certification before we even start working on the certification. Mm. Then all the way through, every time there is a an, an action event i.e. we sent in the application, they got certified, they started, they formed the green team, they started working on the projects. That becomes a talking point in the furtherance of that messaging that goes out, again, to, to wave the flag and say, look at us, we're a good corporate citizen, we're doing good. And if somebody is thinking about this, what would be your best tip for them well, to, for somebody to get started? Well, my, my best tip would be to look at that published document that talks about those eight points, because let's say to your point, somebody says, you know, yeah, I've heard about this. Uh, maybe we should check into it. But where do we start? You know, what should we look for in a program? I mean, there's there's you know, all kinds of different organizations out there saying they got good programs, like in everything in life. What should we really seek in terms of those key things that'll make this work for us and be and end up with a you know the best we can we can possibly uh, achieve, and so if you read that article and people could send and I'll, I'll give you my email and all that people could send then I could I could give them that that information and they just read that article and that article is a good guide in terms of the things that they should look for and then they can make their own decisions if they agree with those eight points or not. Awesome. Well, as we get to the end of our time together, if somebody did want to uh, connect with you and learn more, tell us first, you know, how's the best way for them to do that and how your process works when you do work with a client. So the company uh, website is edenark.com. That's like Garden of Eden and Noah's Ark. So it's E-D-E-N-A-R-K.com. And if they go to that and they'll see just like in, in all uh, websites, there's a contact us section where you can just put in your, your name and, and, and send us a note. Or if they wanted to contact me directly, dgoodman at edenark.com. And then I would send them that that article. It's a PowerPoint presentation that they can review. And, and they can then, coming out of that, they can then decide if this is something they want more information on. So then to your question about, okay, well, what's the process? We would talk. We would discuss what their, what their goals are. We would then put together an agreement. And then once that agreement was signed, we would start that promotion and get that going. So we get the, in effect, the market excitement, i.e. revenue potential going before we start any of the cost side work. And, and then we, we start on, on that list of ideas for them, which they probably already started on a lot anyway. So it, again, we're looking for smiles. We're looking to get them to, to relax and see this in a positive way, because when they do it, good things happen to them on the cost side and on the revenue side. 
Well, that certainly sounds like a win, win, win. <laughs> we think so. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, David, again, thank you so much for being on the show today and sharing such great information with us. Thank you for having me. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Hey, do me a favor. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Also, feel free to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues so we can grow the network and connect more fantastic folks just like you. You can either go to the website at manufacturers-network.com or share the podcast on your LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you and your industry friends hang out. The bigger and faster we grow this network, the stronger and deeper community we will have. I appreciate you. Thank you.